Hello, Internet. This is Chase Wassenaar, a.k.a. the Red Shirt King. I am the editor-in-chief for Imperial Esports, and we're here for a very special edition of our team-by-team preview podcast for the European LCS. It is day eight, uh, and we are joined by a special guest. And for once, it's not Walter. Not that I, I don't love having Walter on the show. Truly, I do. But when I got a chance to have this guy on, I, I had to take the opportunity and it is Jacob Braille Wolf from the Daily Dot. Jacob, how you doing, man? I'm doing all right. Uh, yeah, just long day, long week, but you know it's all right. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, it looks like it might be a long season for the team that we're going to be talking about today. So I guess they can sympathize. You're in the right mindset for this, I suppose. Uh, it is Elements, uh, the team that we're talking about today. Um, you were able to actually leak this roster before it had been formally announced. It's it's a really interesting kind of set of players and conditions under which they're here. Uh, Steve replacing JWoww in the top lane. Gilius replacing Dexter in the jungle. Ika, a challenger mid laner who had played in Gamers 2 back in June and hasn't really played anywhere since, is replacing Froggen in the mid lane. Mr. Rales, also from Rocket, replaces Tabs as the AD carry. And Spraddle, formerly known as Promise Q, has been moved back into the starting role at support as Nif returns to the coach position. So, Jacob, I got to ask you two questions here. Uh, one, I, you know, given the circumstances that you uncovered about how this team was formed and why Elements is still in the LCS, what are your thoughts on, you know, kind of how they got here and what roster we have in front of us right now? Uh, so to basically explain for people who don't know, um, Elements was looking to sell their spot this off season. Uh, basically the same thing that Gambit was doing, but Gambit actually did it successfully. Um, anyway, so Elements was looking to sell the LCS spot. They had several people approach them, uh, names like Team Archon, who are a big her- uh, Hearthstone thing. Uh, I think Tippo Storm at one point uh, was looking to get into EU. They wanted to buy Dignitas EU, but that didn't work out. Uh, but the closest deal that ever came to fruition was uh, Nevo, which ironically um, is the old Gamers 2 team, uh, or was the old Gamers 2 team. So that roster that they assembled and made Challenger with uh, beginning of 2015 was Smitty J, Gilius, Ika. Jeebus and Heva, if I recall correctly, uh, they Nevo was offering Jacob Toff Anderson, the owner of Elements, four hundred and fifty thousand euro, uh, which is a right around four hundred ninety five thousand dollars USD um, for the spot, and uh, he declined <laughs> at the end of it all, and uh, Riot made him sign a player agreement. So um, the player agreement deadline was on December 9th. And he had to sign saying that he would uh, retain elements. So he got stuck with it, uh, basically. And then uh, he turned around and signed a challenger team that was forming. I don't know if you remember when Rockhat came out and uh, said, we're loaning Steve and Rales to a challenger team. Mm -hmm. Uh, They weren't lying. Um, (laughs) (laughs) They... uh, they were loaning Rallas and Steve to a challenger team, and that challenger team got picked up in bulk by Elements. Um, yeah. So originally, the uh, it was basically Gilius, Promise Q, and Ika looking for teammates, and they got Rallas and Steve from Rockat because uh, Rockat was originally looking at getting uh, 
Forgiven and Capuchard, but that didn't work out, obviously. <laughs> yeah, it is such a, an interesting offseason kind of, you know, for both Elements and Rocket. And we'll get to Rocket at a later podcast because my heart simply doesn't have it in me to talk about them too it's many okay. times. It's going to be a... It's going to be a rough uh, season for any of us Rocket fans. At least the social media I'm, guys got it. I was an Elements fan. I have a gray Elements t-shirt that I left back in Georgia. Uh, it was like I was a big fan of Frog and, and Dexter. <clears throat> and like to see this roster, I just have to go, all right, well, it's time not to be an Elements fan. Who can I support in EU now? Yeah, uh, this, this is one of those times where you know the rules I've always said about fandom is when all five players switch, uh, you have the right to get out. But you've got to make that decision early on. You're not allowed to... You know, wait a couple weeks, say you're a fan, and then leave. That's not how, you know, real fandom works. Uh, and with this team uh, jumping off the, the ship, uh, I don't blame anybody. You know, Promise Q, we saw him on Elements uh, last year. Didn't work out very well. Uh, Mr. Ellis and Steve are, are interesting. But let's, let's get into what I consider the most exciting storyline, if there is a really exciting storyline around Elements, which is that, you know, we've got this team of kind of five misfits here. Jacob, who do you think is most likely to emerge as a potential star here? Uh, Gilius. Uh, true story. I do think Gilius has shown occasionally that he's a very strong jungler. Um, the problem is with Gilius is he's always had really bad attitude issues. Mm-hmm. And uh, now it's, it's about if he can overcome those issues. And what I think is really funny about all of this, uh, including with Gilius, is Ika said on his Ask FM after Gamers 2, like, disbanded, uh, Ika said that Gilius was a bad teammate. And now they're back at it. And it's not in Challenger anymore, it's in LCS. So, like, now they're back at it in LCS. And that is going to be a very rough, rough time if those uh, those attitude issues still exist, which, you know, I don't think it's out of the ballpark that they do. Um, so, yeah, but I think overall... Gilius is the most talented player on this team mm-hmm. um, in terms of skill. It's just he's always, always been dogged by uh, just being really, really... Like, that was why he got kicked from Unicorns in mm-hmm. 2014. Like, he's just always had attitude issues, and everyone he's played with has said the same thing. Um, so may, maybe he's changed. Maybe this will finally be... Maybe he's happy enough that he's in the LCS... Uh, even though he is with a pretty bad team, um, maybe he's really happy enough that he can prove something. I know him and Ico were both very outspoken on Twitter once uh, I reported this about, you know, now that I'm in LCS, I'm going to prove everybody wrong or whatever. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see if they can really do that. Yeah, this is certainly his opportunity. And, you know, when I was at Paravine, you know, we sponsored Unicorns of Love at the time. And everything that you just said about Gillies' personality, I mean, we knew back then. Uh, it was very clear, you know, Unicorns of Love weren't particularly shy in mentioning that they were looking to replace him as soon as they could. And you look at, you know, what his career has been. You know, I, I should say for the record that uh, back when Imperial Esports had not yet rebranded and we were still known as MYM, uh, Gilius did sub for us at a Turkish challenger tournament so that we could make sure we qualified for the spot uh, to come mm-hmm. back this year. And he was not great. Um, obviously, it's kind of hard when you're in a position where you haven't played with a team for a while. You don't have the communication. You're not really sure what everyone else is going to be doing. So I, I try not to hold that part of it too much against him. 
But there was something about just his game sense that I think has always been a little bit of an issue for him. His mechanics are great, and when you watch him play certain champions, you could tell that he understands you know, mechanically what to do, but he's just never quite been able to translate that into knowing when to do it. Uh, his vision has never been all that great. He's you know, oftentimes found himself thinking he could get a kill and then either finding himself swamped because he didn't know where the other team was or you know, finding himself unable to have the damage output he needs to make the play that he's going for. And, you know, if that changes, awesome. I would love to see this guy do well. I want to see every team in the LCS do well because the LCS is more fun to watch when that happens. But I have a lot of doubts around him. Um, if, you're, if you're struggling at a Turkish Challenger event, I don't think you're going to go to the EU LCS and be you know, 100% perfect, ready to go, even if there are some extenuating circumstances around that, uh, around that position. But, you know, they do have two veterans on this team. Steve, veterans, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, as close as they're going to get to actual veterans on this particular roster, unfortunately. You've got Steve and Mr. Rallas, the loans from Rocket. There were some ways in which these guys developed over the course of the split, I think it's safe to say. I think that both Steve and Mr. Rallas had some improvement just from beginning to end, and we saw that kind of hit its peak during the summer regionals. But at the same time, I, I got to ask you, Jacob, given the guys that are going to be playing around, do you think that they're going to be able to continue their growth going into 2016? Um, no. Uh, I, think, I think two years ago, uh, back in like SHC and early MYM days, I think that Rallez was like a really good prospect, but like he didn't really show that uh, in his two shots in 2015. Mm-hmm. And granted, the first one, he was with Meet Your Makers, no offense, uh, <laughs> he was the uh, Mr. Sebastian Folly Rotterdam and, you know, moving mothers and, you know, threatening and everything else. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, Rallez did not perform very well, and I, I think, like... He had, for a while, he had a very good support in Noxiac, and they still were pretty pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but I used to think uh, that Rales was a strong talent a couple of years ago, but it just seems like he hasn't been able to keep up with some of these like newer uh, newer European eighty carries. And I think like the the best one to compare him to would be like Niels, because even though Niels is like. Uh, very limited in what he plays. He's still really talented, and I think he's better than Rallez. And uh, yeah, like I think this all falls on Rallez more than anyone. I falls on Gilius not to like tilt his brain out by like you know calling his or like yelling and cursing at his teammates. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also just comes down like to the fact that Rallez is gonna have to play so damn well. And he has easily the worst support he's ever had in the LCS. Yeah. So uh, I would say, I would say that Nisbeth was better. Time and I, MYM. I would say that Noxiac was definitely better. And then he had Kasing at one point, and he and nothing got done with any of them. So like, if you can't perform with Kasing, Noxiac, or Nisbeth, I don't see you performing with with Promise Q at all. Yeah, and that's the real problem here. I mean, when you have a support that is so bad that he literally had to change his name because the pro miss Q meme was so big. I, I, you know, I don't know if that's actually true, but it certainly feels that way. I would change it if it was, if I was in his shoes for that. He literally, alone. he literally got the put me in coach like 
he got what Paragon did to Winter Fox in in the spring. He got completely yeah. like <laughs> he got taken out for Nif to come out of retirement. Like, <laughs> let's let's just be honest here. And now Nif's being the coach again. Like, is it, it gonna happen again? Is Nif gonna come back out of retirement to support Mister Riles? Holy! It it's such a mess. <laughs> I would not be surprised if that happens. It's in play. Uh, it's totally in play. And as far as what that does to Mister Riles, I think you're you're absolutely right. I mean, his laning numbers were already not great. Seventh CS at 10 minutes, seventh in gold differential at 10 minutes. Uh, not a great farmer. He was sixth in that, eighth in damage per minute, seventh in effective gold per minute. He's just slightly below average for European AD carries. I'm going to be honest. I think Rockat would have done better if they kept Woolite. I don't think there's that much of a difference. Well, the thing about Woolite is that he had a lot of deaths on the team, and the reason they had to get rid of him is because you look at Steve – Steve had a 2.7 KDA despite being first in the assists amongst top laners. How does that happen, you ask? Oh, we had the second most deaths amongst top laners. Uh, only yeah. one behind Whirlib. That's not where you want to be on the list of deaths uh, at any particular position. Uh, that's what the problem was. Is you couldn't have two guys in Woolite and Steve who were feeding kills to the enemy. And at the very least, Mr. Rollins was not feeding. Yeah. He wasn't feeding. <laughs> and, and that's... That's literally all they needed at that point. But you're right. A lot of his damage numbers, effective goal numbers, CS numbers were worse than Woolite, which, again, not a promising sign. Uh, also not promising. Steve's laning, he was 11th in CS at 10 minutes amongst top players. He was literally last. He was uh, literally last. Yeah. Oh, it's, my God. It's such a mess. And, the, you know, you point to, well, he was fourth in kill participation. At least he was at the right fights at the right time. He's like, yeah, but those fights had Yankos and Nukeduck. And Vander. <laughs> and Vander. Uh, that's not the guys he's going to be fighting with now. And that leads to the, the biggest fear I have with this team. And I think it's the fear that any Elements fan would have with this team. Which is, is there anyone on this team with a chance of being in the top five at their position? Just above average for Europe? I don't think so. I mean, maybe, maybe Gilius shows us something wrong. But I, I definitely... Like, let's... Hold on. I'll pull up the, the full... <laughs> rosters for Europe and like maybe maybe like Mr. Wallace pulls it through but I I do not not think that uh that anyone anyone is going to be worse than this roster in terms of uh individuals so I I, w- I would say that the top five for jungle this split are gonna be amazing Yonkos um Spirit Trick and Diamond Prox yeah, it's, it, I mean, th- and that's the thing, right? Like, that's your best case scenario is you somehow beat out one of those five guys. And I don't think Gilius is going to do it, especially when he has such little talent helping him out along the way. It's it's rough. It's a really rough spot for this team to be in, especially if you're There's a fan. Actually, more of a chance of Mr. Riley's being top five than, than Gilius, now that I think about it. Because, like, Reckless Emperor, Forgiven... Uh, Niels and yeah, Niels. But then I would I would say like Yarnin, right? But like Steelback, Jeebus, Kobe. I think Kobe's actually really good at up and coming talent, so I'm really excited to see him. Um, Audrey, like Steelback, Jeebus, Audrey is like, uh, you know how how well are these three going to perform? Um, but then again, I still think that you know I still think Jeebus is great, and the fact that Team Rockat who also didn't have a roster after Yonko's Nuke Duck and Vander pieced out, pieced together a better roster than Elements is saying something. So Yeah. 
it's uh it's going to be a long way to go. I I have no idea uh, where the positives are going to come from this team, but. I, I got to ask you, Jacob, uh, it's that conspiracy versus clairvoyant time of the pod. Uh, I'm just going to let you speak your mind on this team. You know, and, and don't get, quite give your final prediction yet, but what, what do you have you know, when, when you're looking at either a specific prediction or just something you kind of sense behind the scenes? Where, where does your mind take you when you think about this team? Uh, I can – like <laughs> – uh, my my prediction, I guess, uh, random prediction is that Gilius won't be playing by the end of the split. Maybe next season, but like I, I just can't help but think he's gonna implode, and that's like a really bad sentiment to have as a player. But um, overall, like if he blows up on someone in scrims, or even worse at LCS, like maybe they bring in Dexter, maybe they just find another jungler, like. Like I said, uh, a couple options out there in Challenger that would be manageable. Um, just because EU is actually a talented region. Cough, cough, and A. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, it does seem like Dexter's just waiting there in the wings. You know, they, well, he you know, say. A, he said that he doesn't want to play as a starter. So, I yeah, think Yeah, but he neither did Nif, and Nif was in there last year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think the reason that Dexter signed probably is uh, because subs are now paid and, like, mm-hmm. will allow him to figure out exactly what he wants to do in his career. Um, because I don't know if you saw, he got screwed over by Echo Fox and Energy. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, he, he thought he was going to play this season, but he's not going to play this season. And uh, I think the sub money is probably just nice for him to have so he can figure out what he's going to do, uh, do now that. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't have anything to do. So we'll it's, see. Um, but I don't see Gilius making it a full split. It, it's going to be really interesting. But uh, it's time to get to our, our final thoughts on this team. Uh, where do you see this team, Jacob, at the end of the split? Bottom? Uh, I, I won't be as harsh as it was on Impulse. Uh, but I will say that they are definitely a bottom team. The only people... Uh, from what I know, the only people I think that can challenge um, elements for the auto-relegation spot are uh, Rocket and Giants. More so Giants than Rocket. But, um, yeah, I think the, I think ninth and 10th will be a battle between Giants and elements uh, as to who, who gets knocked out of the league. Because um, Giants, I, I don't know what Giants is doing. I think Ku is a, a upgrade to Frederick, but Adam is a downgrade from Warlip. Um, and yeah, so I think I think those will be the two worst teams in the LCS. Uh, definitely bottom three for the both of them. Um, just really about order. So you know, we could we could see Elements not coming back. We could see Giants not coming back. Really depends. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see. I have this team at, at the very bottom. Uh, I have a lot of problems with. Uh, both this roster and the organization as a whole. And and we haven't brought it up, but it's worth remembering that Elements exists because of the good game agency ruling for at the beginning of 2015 that split up uh, Evil Geniuses and Alliance into what became Winter Fox and Elements. And we had two guys that were never actually intended to run a team now put in charge. And... You know, Jacob Melk, Toft Anderson. I this he's gonna have played fifteen players 
within 365 days when week one starts. Wow. That's incredible. I mean, that is the kind of turnover wow. you would expect from a really bad EU challenger team that just either couldn't hang on to the couple players they had or, you know, just couldn't, you know, just kept kind of reforming and buying different guys or whatever. This is an LCS team that had Froggen on it for two splits. Yeah, Froggen and Reckless at one point. Holy crap. Reckless a Fnatic for this team like a year ago. A little bit over a year ago. Wow. This... And what that tells me is this guy just doesn't know how to run a he team. He just doesn't, he, yeah. Like he's, he's the European Brian Cordry, and we just... I mean, let's be honest here for a second. Malk was a garbage Dota player. Uh, he was really bad in MYM and EG, and, like, I guess he just used his EG connections to, to make this happen, and, like, it's just not going well. Um, it It's rough, and I think the only reason we didn't realize it is because he had Froggen. And Froggen makes anything look good. And, you know, you could just say, like, oh, it's Froggen's team. We're letting Froggen play Froggen's way. But, like, it was pretty clear at the beginning of Season 5 that the way that Froggen was, was playing was a little bit outdated. It was a lot of Season 4 ideas that were still such a huge How? part of that team. And they had no one there to, to step in and make decisions and, and force new ideas. I mean, it's a mess. It's, I have no faith in this team if they lose – Five of their first six, I have no faith in this organization getting things back on track. And that's I where mean, my problem lies. Look at it this way, right? Uh, the, the bad part about the management of elements is Alliance, the Alliance team was the best team in Europe. It managed by the same people. It was the best team in Europe at the end of 2014. You make one roster change, which should, is a significant upgrade, and you get something. Yeah. And, like, now now you're at the end of it, and, like, you know, Froggen's looking to go to NA, like, has gone to NA now. Dexter's looking at, at NA as well. Uh, JWoww, like, when I originally wrote the report, JWoww wasn't even getting responses from uh, Jacob, according to my sources. Like, no, he wasn't even messaging him back. Uh, Nif was, like, obviously going to be the coach and just freeload or whatever, but, like, and then uh, in terms of Tabs, like Tabs was looking for other options because he didn't want to be on a team that didn't have players. So, yeah, so like Jacob's initial reaction was, let me let me start privately looking for offers. And then he couldn't do that in time because he wanted too much money. Like, <laughs> holy crap. Like, oh, the same thing with Impulse. This is the we failed to sell, let's get a roster that's garbage. Like, it seems uh, like the same thing. Yep, and uh, and if both are gone... Uh, we'll see how it, you know. I, I don't think we'll be missing much. I guess at the end of the day, if, if I swear, these teams are not, I do not want like please Giants. I pray to the gods the Giants will please pull something out and like not be the tenth place team because I'm like fairly certain that the Giants and Elements are going to be the bottom two. So it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting to see just where this kind of train wreck goes. But that is a podcast. Jacob, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, where can people find you on uh, on social media? And if, is there anything you'd like to plug on your way out? Um, so shout out to The Daily Dot uh, for moving me out here to Austin, Texas. Uh, it's been a blast. Uh, tons and tons of stuff that we're working on. I'm really excited to share with everyone once we can. Um, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Jacob N. Wolf. And you can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Jacob N. Wolf. So. Awesome. And I am at RedShirtKing on Twitter. Uh, you can obviously – you should follow all of the podcasts we've been doing. We've been doing – we've done 
eight episodes now, including this one, for Europe and North America. You can find all of those at soundcloud.com slash esportsgamblinghour or on iTunes at the Esports Gambling Hour. We've got it all nice and organized in a playlist for you guys. You can just stream through start to finish and get a full picture of everything that is going to be this LCS season. Uh, it's going to be something to watch. And when we come back next time on this podcast, we will be talking about that other team that will be trying to keep elements away from being able to fight for their spot next split. So until then, goodbye, Internet.